Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. This episode is airing on Tuesday, December 14th, 2021. Good morning, everyone. It's Shannon back with you to share another author interview this week. And today we are going back to an interview that Natalia did late in the summer. And she was super excited to get the opportunity to chat with Laurel K. Hamilton about her latest novel, A Terrible Fall of Angels. If you are a fan of urban fantasy, I highly recommend you check out this interview. So we will get into the housekeeping information and then move on to the interview. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. You can join our Facebook listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. You can keep an eye on some of what we're reading. We usually update you each Wednesday with a look at our current reads. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. So we are absolutely thrilled to welcome Miss Laurel K. Hamilton to Book Bistro. And I have to say, I'm especially thrilled because I have been a fan of Laurel K. Hamilton since I was, <laughs> this is terrible, but since I was 13 years old. <laughs> and um, I am so excited to be here with you and excited that you have started a brand new series. So to begin, can you tell us a little bit about your new book, a terrible fall of angels well first i'm honored to have been one of your favorites for so long since you were 13 though you know we'll discuss you know was it age appropriate or not later uh, uh, <laughs> a terrible fall of angels is set in modern world but the jumping off point is that heaven and hell have a treaty have agreed not to do armageddon and everybody knows about it it's, it's not hidden, everybody knows. And my main character, Detective Zaniel Havelock, is on the Metaphysical Coordination Unit, the Heaven and Hell Squad. And if there is a crime with the angelic or the demonic, these are who you call, and they help make sure that the treaty gets, gets obeyed and uh, that we don't have the end of the world. And everybody just knows it's a given. So it's not talked about a lot in the, in the book. We are solving a crime. That begins on page one with the first line, which is there were angel feathers in the dead woman's bed. I know it was it was a very great first line. And I personally really enjoy books about heaven and hell. Although I have to say I'm I'm a, um, surprised at the different turn in uh, this novel compared to your other novels. 
And saying that, I wanted to ask you, because in your career so far, you've written two very longstanding series that, um, you know, we've all enjoyed for many years. So what made you decide to write a new series? And not only that, but something so completely different from what you have done in the past. Um, I don't know if I decide what I'm going to write next, really. I think that it's more what my muse and I are ready to write. Um, I got the idea for the series. Literally, the first line of the book came to me. I put it on a sticky note, put it on my, on my wall, and it was up there for many years. And then in 2014, I, I sat down. I thought it was a short story at first. Wow. I sat down in 2014, and I completed almost the first chapter. I went, oh, no, it is actually a book, and it's a series. And I was actively writing Mary Gentry and Anita Blake. I thought, I cannot do three series at once. I can't. <laughs> um, so I took the partial chapter. I put it in a folder and I set it aside. And then in 2020, I sat down and I thought, it's ready. It, it's starting to talk to me. And, um, and it just seemed serendipitous because had I written it before 2020, I think it would have been a darker book, a darker world. But... In 2020, we just all needed our better angels around us. And I think that that really impacted this book uh, a great deal. It's, it's lighter and more upbeat than it would have been otherwise, I think. And I don't see it as that different from Anita and Mary, actually, uh, because to me, I'm still, it's still a mystery set in a world right. where it's modern day, but there's supernatural elements that everyone knows about, which is what really interests me as a writer, obviously. Uh, the biggest difference for me was that it was a male main character. My first person protagonist was male. And I've never done that before in, in a book series. Right. And, you know, speaking about what you've never done before, uh, picking back off that, you say that it's very similar to Mary and Anita in the fact that it is, you know, what I would call modern day urban fantasy which is what we know you for mm -hmm. but another difference that I noticed is I guess the lack of romance that we are used to um, well, so is that something that you plan to continue or is this just a, a first book you know world well, building kind of things well Zaniel chose to be monogamous with his he 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 and his wife from the very beginning of the book it's not giving too much away he is right. separated for six months it exactly she's not comfortable being the wife of a police officer and they are going to couples counseling and and he really starts the book brokenhearted because he is it took me it took me several hundred pages to realize that zaniel was an old-fashioned romantic that right he really does believe in that one person that you'll spend your life with sincerely and the fact that his marriage is not working, he just wants to be home with his wife and, and their son. That's all he wants. That, that, right. that meant more to him than solving the crime, which was very interesting to finally realize. He did his job, he, he, he solves the crime, he saves people, he, he, he almost sacrifices himself, but really his prime thing for him was to be back with his family. And that that was his motivation it wasn't that i choose it, it's the character that gets to choose um i'm not dating or marrying any of these people so it's it's got to be his choice and i don't know um 
it was very interesting writing from a male perspective and having him interact uh, with people and be attracted to other people, but he's very determined right. that he's he he doesn't even though his wife wants him to date other people and she wants to date other people, he's not comfortable with that. And I think we will continue to explore that and see if it works. Eventually, he will be dating other people if she keeps insisting on it. But I am I don't know. I really don't know. I I know the overarching plot line for the um, aspect of the heaven and hell aspect and mm -hmm. the College of Angels aspect, but I really mm -hmm. don't know his personal overarching. I don't know what's going to happen. That's really interesting. So you would say that that your characters uh, speak to you and they basically decide how their life is going to be like? They decide what they want their life to be like. Um, you know, the best laid plans of mice and men, you, you can think you, he wants to be with his wife and get back with his wife and his son right. and get back with his family, whether that will work because she has to also agree to this. Uh, right. I don't know. But no, the characters do, the characters do make choices that change, change things. Um, right. One, one thing I've learned with um, both my other two series is I know nothing. I don't know who's going to be dating who. I really don't. I can have all my plans. I can mm -hmm. think what I, I think I know who's going to be with who. Um, and I've been wrong so many times. I don't make bets anymore. Wow, that is really, really interesting. And since you mentioned that you don't really know, you, you plan and then I guess the writing just flows for you. Mm -hmm. How would you say that writing from a male perspective changed your writing process? especially it, since it was first person and you've only written from the female point of view. It really didn't change that much once I got over being weirded out by the fact that I was writing a man's point of view. <laughs> I, I really, I really, I really almost made the classic mistake of concentrating on one thing that's different instead of seeing the person as a human being first. Um, early on when people said I wrote vampire novels, I said, no, I don't. I write characters that happen to be vampires. You have to think of them first as characters and all the supernatural stuff has to come second. Well, I finally realized I was do I was making this mistake again of being so hung up on the fact that Xaniel was male that I right. couldn't see him as a person. And I thought, really, really, have we not gotten over that mistake? And so I took a step back, but I did spend years asking asking any question I could about of my my long suffering husband on this one and any male I was close to of how does it feel to be male in this situation or that situation. Uh, I read books. I can't tell you what books I read because the books I read will affect his backstory later. Mm, and okay. um, I read but I read books that were were designed for a male perspective in self-help. And mm -hmm. see, it was very interesting reading uh, in other books. I. I, it was very interesting reading self-help books that are supposedly aimed at men as opposed to women. And um, I, I can't talk about it because I'll give too much away, but it, it was interesting seeing how people treated it differently. Um, it, it was actually relaxing to write Zaniel in a way because he's 6'3". When he walks into a room, people assume he can do what he says he can do. He can handle himself the situation. If I gave him the dialogue that Anita Blake has because she's 5'3 and has to prove herself every time, he mm 
he would have come off as a boy. <laughs> right. He, it was relaxing to write a character that when he stepped into the room, nobody expected him to have to justify being in that room. You know, and it's really interesting that you're mentioning how your research process is going to uh, be involved in your future novels. So I will segue into asking you, what is coming next for you? Are you going to focus on this series? Can we expect to hear more from Anita or Mary? Or are we going to hear from all three? Um, I am currently, well, not currently, but... When I'm not interviewing for publicity for A Terrible Fall of Angels, I am currently writing the 29th Anita Blake novel. So that will be out next summer. Wow. And then I am, and then I don't know. When I finish this, I will probably do the second Zaniel novel. But Mary is starting to talk to me. The Mary Gentry series is starting to talk to me again. And I am making notes for the 10th novel in that. Um, It'll probably be Zaniel next, but I'm not sure. And I won't be sure until I finish this Anita novel and then have a chance to kind of catch my breath. I won't know until then. Oh, and I do have a short story that I promised to an anthology. And um, weirdly, that is the second story set in a different world entirely. And um, I have two ways of approaching a world. With Anita, I wrote short pieces, some publishable, some not exploring the world, or with Mary and Zaniel, I did the first first draft of the first novel in the world is the world building exploration, which means that the first draft is terrible and is like 70% 70 garbage, 30% gold, and then you rewrite. So so I'm beginning to fear that there may be a fourth world out there starting to talk to me. Oh my, and even I may be going, I don't think I can do four series at once. You know, and that was what I was going to ask you. Do you think that this short story you're referring to is going to turn into another uh, another series? I think it might, and I'm beginning to I'm beginning to for a little afraid of that. Actually, I'm going no, no, you're lovely, but no, stop, stop, don't talk to me anymore. Um, but no, I I am very excited to do the second second novel in this series. But, uh, you know, the Anita world, I learned something new about the characters in the world with every book I write. And I really want to go back to Mary's world and, um, and I, I can't say anymore, I'll give too much away. Understood. Well, one thing that we are always interested to know when we interview authors here at Book Bistro is with all the writing that you do, I'm sure that you also read. And I know you told me that you read a lot of uh, self-help books geared towards men for your uh, current novel, A Terrible Fall of Angels. But what are you reading now? Is there anything that you are currently enjoying that you want the world to know about? Well, uh, my husband and I just finished uh, The Wizard's Butler by Nathan, Nathan Lowell. It's the first in a new fantasy series, and it's, um, it is very, the magic is very subtle. The fantasy element is very subtle, and uh, it follows a, a main character that was an EMT, was out of the military, and he ends up being the butler to a wizard after um, answering an ad. And it's charming. It was a charming book. Um, 
I really enjoyed it, and it's the first in the series. So, uh, Wizard's Butler by Nathan Lowell. That's really awesome. Is it out now? It is out now. Yeah. So, I will, I will definitely be checking that out. That's something I've never read before, so I'm really interested. Right, and it was a really, and one of the things I liked about it is it was a unique take. I've never read, I've never read a take on it quite like it. I don't want to give it away because it's it's really subtle. And well, right. I thought it was, I thought it, the world building was very, um, it was a, subtle is what I want to keep saying because uh, so much of what uh, you have in fantasy uh, is hits you over the head with things sometimes. <laughs> it is, yes. And this was very not that. And uh, so it was very different. So it's one of the reasons I liked it. Um, I am also reading my way through Terry Pratchett's uh, young adult series that starts uh, with uh, We Free Men. With We Free Men. Um, and uh, most of the Tiffany Aching series. I'm also reading my way through that, which is charming. Uh, an absolutely charming. It's set in the disc world like his main series, but it's a young adult and follows a a uh, a young witch who doesn't know she's a witch yet. This is Shannon chiming in to say that Discworld is utterly, utterly fantastic. And it's something <laughs> that I'm so glad when I hear people talking about it. Oh, isn't it? Isn't it absolutely wonderful? Yes. Uh, I, I love it. But the Tiffany Inkbos I had not read. And uh, I really, really recommend, really recommend those. You, you uh, have me adding a bunch of stuff to my to be read pile. I love it. Natalia, <laughs> you'll love Discworld if you've never read it. I have not. Nope. Oh my God. Not. Something I haven't read. I know. Oh. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and I, I, I know Shannon, you must be thinking the same thing. Well, you know her better than I do. Well, she, should she start with the wizard books? She should start with the witch books? Should she start oh, the with witch books. The witch Definitely books? Definitely the witch books. Oh, okay. the witch books are my favorite. Well, she knows I'm a stickler for order. <laughs> That's true. So actually, you should start So whatever beginning. is order. <laughs> whatever okay. is the beginning is where I would start. The color of magic, I think. The color of magic is the first one, yes. Um, but the Tiffany Aiken book is its own series. It's just set in the world. You can read it without knowing anything else about it. And, uh, and it starts with We Free Men, and it's like four four books oh my gosh i'm looking i am very much looking forward to this and speaking of starting from the beginning now that you know since i'm a stickler uh for order <laughs> um some of our listeners that are listening to us right now don't really uh know where to start as far as because you have a plethora of books you know you're talking about four series now you know well, no hoping three, right three, well three, three. Let, let's uh let's stick to the fact that you're guaranteeing three right yes please. <laughs> so <laughs> you're fine so the listeners that are hearing us for the first time and don't know or lk hamilton where would you recommend they start um for the mary gentry series start with a kiss of shadows the first book um it is it really does need to be read in order so start at A Kiss of Shadows and go through. There are nine books in the series and just read them in order. For the Anita Blake series, the very first book is Guilty Pleasures. And so if you want to start at the beginning, you can. But I am just going to say it. There is a change in the series at book 10 
where the spicy level, which is whatever we started to call it, the spicy level has rises. So if if you are so if you just want to read from the beginning, guilty pleasures. But if you want to read from the beginning of spiciness, start with book ten, Nurses and Chains. Mm. You know, you just made my heart sing and break at the same time. Suggesting that people read out of order. <laughs> I I have found that um, people that love my series are very divided on uh, how they feel about the spicy level having gone up. And right. um, so I've just started saying that if I, I, I've just started saying that if you are offended by spice, I, I actually, one of the things I did in lockdown is I, for the very first time, read my own series beginning to end, both of them, in order. What was that now, like? Um, it was very interesting. Um, the reading Anita, especially because of how long I've been writing it. And uh, I, there were clues from the very beginning. I don't want to give anything away to new readers, but there are clues from the very beginning about the one relationship that's, that ends up not working out. And going mm -hmm. back through and reading them, I went, oh, there it is. That's that red flag right there. And um, the, and I also, if I could go back in time, I would put an extra book between book eight, Blue Moon, and book, uh, and, well, book eight, eight, Blue Moon, and the book 10, Nurses Change. Now, there's a book in there, which is book nine, Obsidian Butterfly. It's a great book, but there needs to be one more book in there to help ease the people between the, the, the change in tone. And if I could go back in time, I would do an extra book in there to kind of ease people through. But when you're writing a series, you just, you're in the immediate moment. It's like, it's like trying to re-edit your own life. You, you don't realize right. until hindsight. Reading it over, I thought, maybe another book here and i am actually going to be writing a series of blogs and going okay here's the spicy content this this plot you know yes yes no it took me years to realize that people in in, in new york are uncomfortable editing certain scenes <laughs> and i didn't realize that so you know i thought that i thought i was getting more feedback than i was and so it's like nope i'm on my own nobody will touch it so okay <laughs> I know that now. Well, yeah, they do say hindsight is twenty twenty. Absolutely. And so since you mentioned blocks, that was actually going to be my next question. Where can fans or uh, first-time readers find you on social media or on the web or on blogs if they would like to? Well, I actually don't keep up with my blog as much as I used to, um, but I'm overdue. Uh, because some things you need that larger format. You just can't do like, uh, okay, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on pretty much all the platforms. So I am on TikTok is, uh, LK H official, uh, underscore in the middle, LKH, LKH underscore official on TikTok. I am LKH, uh, on Twitter. LK Hamilton on Twitter. Somebody else had taken my name. LK Hamilton on Twitter. And uh, my website is uh, laurelkhamilton.com. And, and 
my Instagram is uh, official underscore, underscore LK, Hamilton. LK Hamilton. Sorry, I'm sitting here going, they're all close enough, uh, but not exact. Um, a lot of people had already taken my name by the time I came to social platforms. So I actually had to do different things to be able to have, have it. I remember when I first got social, I remember when I got uh, social media for the first time and I was looking for you and authors to follow. And it's true. I, I followed a lot of LK Hamilton's, Hamilton's LK, and they weren't you. So that's why I thought it was really important to have it clear um, for I'm, fans and future readers, of course. Uh, yeah, I just ended up having a bogus site uh, try to uh, scam some people on TikTok and and so yeah it happens all the time um yeah. but you know I'm on I'm on all, I'm on all of it and uh so I it's amazing you know used to be that you letters had to go through your editor or your agent and you never really interacted with people except at signings now thanks to social media writers themselves are on the front lines yeah things have definitely changed over the years very much so well miss hamilton i just want to thank you on behalf of the book bistro team for giving us a little piece of your time to talk to us about your books and about you and for giving us the opportunity to learn a little bit more about your writing process and your ideas and what's coming next for you i really oh, look forward to reading i look forward to reading uh the next book in the three series that we're going to <laughs> still hear from in yes. the future. And thank you. Thank you so much for, for being here today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. And I look forward to reading more because, um, you know, I, I love sharing my worlds with, with the readers and, and sharing that escape. I mean, that's what it's all about. If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, it kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody. Mm -hmm.